LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Before we jump into Ask Me Anything for today, I want to tell you about a company named Belay. You know, no matter how many people that you have on staff at your church, whether there's a few or a lot, there's only so much that you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve your community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is not just a, a business practice. It's essential. It's essential in, in being the best steward of your time that you can be and to use the most of your church's resources in being successful in the things God has called you to. Thankfully, our friends at Belay know this really well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. You, you thought, you know, I, I need somebody, but just not, not, not for the whole time. Well, they're your partner for this. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to Belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y, solutions.com slash Lifeway for your free download. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And J.D., uh, we got, I think, a question that I think a lot of people will be interested to hear. So we talked a few weeks ago. We said, you know, are all men called to some form of leadership? Here's the flip side of that question. Do women have a place in church leadership? Matt, I feel like that's there's obviously a lot in that question. So l- l- let's just review, and we've covered this here on Ask Me Anything before. We, we have we believe a complementarian approach to scripture. Complementarianism, that's compliment spelled with an E, not an I. And it means that God has created the two genders, not identical. He's created them equal in his image, but he's created them with different roles that they play in various relationships. Only boys can be daddies. Um, and so, you know, we we say that in scripture, in the church and in the home, that the man plays a leadership role, not because he's smarter, not because he's superior, but just because um, that's his part of the image of God to reflect. And um, so the boys are, are the fathers, they're, they're the leaders in the home, as well as in the church, that only the man can pl- take the role of pastor elder. Um, Paul builds that out pretty thoroughly in 1 Timothy 2 and 3. And again, so it's not because men are superior, just because um, that's the role that they play to reflect and they reflect something about, about God. So when Paul lays that out, the question is, well, does that mean that women are just not fit for ministry leadership or fit for leadership? And the answer to that is, of course not. Um, I mean, you know, one of the things we teach here that we believe scripture teaches is that every single spiritual gift that God has made available to men, he's also made available to women. And he gives those gifts to whom he chooses, right? So it's, it's, you know, all these gifts, it never says, and to men he gave this, and to women he gave that. How they use them might um, look differently, but um, but they have the same access. They have the same talents. I know that it's easy to speak in generalizations about men, you know, tending toward you know certain characteristics and women toward others, but each individual is created uniquely, and they ought to be able to explore the gifts and the, the talents and the opportunities as, as they see God has put them in, into them. So, you know, J.D., you say that, like, you know, there's these gifts aren't denoted male or female gifts. But, right. like, what about, like, I think maybe the biggest or most obvious one is, like, what about the gift of teaching? 
teaching or preaching. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's be clear. So the gift of teaching and the gift of exhortation. That I don't know of any gift uh, that's called preaching. There's a gift of prophecy, which can mean forthtelling what God says, or it can mean foretelling. You know, something special from the Holy Spirit. I think all those are given to women. I just don't. You know, I mean, Acts two: Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. We know of women who understand Scripture and explain it quite well. In fact, I don't know anybody who would say that that there's women who don't have the teaching and exhortation gift that they use with other women. Um, so it's 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 the function of that gift. Um, uh, you know, when I preach, having a gift of exhortation and teaching, I stand up. Uh, the role that I play is an authoritative role as the kind of the lead elder of the church, so to speak, and. Um, that is something that uh, that is reserved for a man, but a woman with a teaching and exhortation gift can certainly use that in the church. So the women are still exercising the gift. They're just not doing it in the role of pastor elder. By the way, I just want to be clear for us. I mean, we don't look at complementarianism like some kind of like, oh, it's a, like a box you got to check and it's just like kind of mean rules and we're always trying to wiggle our way around it. We think it's it's beautiful. Uh, complementarianism is not a box to be checked. It's a doctrine to be celebrated. We want to champion that biblical order in our church, but we also recognize that God has given a lot of of, of women in our church wisdom, clarity. Um, they're great leaders, and we want to see them. Our churches function best when both men and women are operating fully in their gifts. And for a long time in the church, it's you've only kind of focused on the, on the men. I, I preached a sermon years ago that people keep bringing back up. I preached it in 2015. It was on Deborah. Here you got Deborah as one of the judges. And the book of Judges never says that Deborah did it just because there were no men available. She was in the role she was in because she had a lot of wisdom and because she was a woman of, of, of great faith. And so, you know, we recognize that the church needs more Deborahs today. They can do it while respecting the order that God has put in the church at home, but um, but they we need we need our sisters in Christ to be fully engaged in the body of Christ. Yeah. So I mean I think what you just brought up a second ago is is a, is a good point. In, in the past, the church has not always complementarian churches have used it maybe more as a as kind of a way to hold back or limit um, how women have used their gifts. So I know this is something at Summit we've tried to wrestle with. What does this look like? How, how does this look practically for for our church? Yeah. Well, actually, let me just kind of start with what you just said. What you find is that in a lot of complementarian churches, you've got basically you've got women can play administrative roles. They can make copies and make coffee and that sort of thing and help set up hospitality stuff. Um, or you've got them in positions where there's just no opportunity for them to ever be paid because it's not a staff position. We recognize that at the Summit Church, we had done a couple of things that I think showed that we hadn't really wrestled with the full biblical teaching on this. One of those was that there were a lot of our positions at the church, a lot of our staff positions that we just end up giving to men um, not because they were inherently pastor elder positions, but just because we just kind of assumed like, well, men should do all these things. So as we started to, to really wrestle with these things, we created this document called One in Christ Jesus. By the way, to our listeners, you can access that on our website. It could be helpful. We work through the theology, established that it's clearly complementarian, and then say, okay, um, let's ask which of our staff positions could be done by a woman, not as a pastor elder, but by a woman, by the way, we might have to rewrite the job description a little bit. Some jobs could be adjusted so that the what pastor elder authoritative component could be taken out of it. Um, and let's just open up our staff and say there are a few positions. Let me be clear. A few positions that a pastor elder needs to do that position. Um, 
but there are a whole lot of others that someone simply with the gift of leadership and exhortation ministration, um, you know, could do. And so, so we reviewed our staff. The other thing is we realized that for men in our church, if they, um, sensed a stirring in them to ministry leadership, oh man, we had a track for them. We could develop them. It was easy. Um, but for women, it was kind of like, well, you know, kind of, read you some Beth Moore books and, and, uh, you know, go deep in some of your Bible studies, but we didn't really have that. We weren't as devoted to raising up our sisters. And I I don't think we serve not only our church. I don't think we serve the larger body of Christ. The church is going to be more healthy when both its sons and daughters are actualizing their full ministry potential. And we believe that we want to be just as devoted to developing the gifts of women as to men. We want to help them explore the leadership that God has given them. But we think we can do that while still respecting God's order of First Timothy 2 and 3, that he has appointed men to play that role of pastor, shepherd, elder, and um, the things that go along with that, which means teaching with the, um, the elder authority of the church. So yeah, JD. I mean, that all that you just shared, I think, is really, really helpful, um, and, and just great, great, uh, a great kind of framework to wrestle through some of what this looks like. And and I just wanted to double click real quick on your suggestion to to check out that that position paper that that we made a, a few years back um, called Oneness in Christ. It is just really, really helpful. It's the result of a lot of work um, and a lot of different people's input, and it's just been very helpful for us as a church. So if you're interested in that, you can go to summitchurch.com/resources. And then there's a button there that says position papers, and you can read it, read it there. So we definitely would recommend that to anybody who's interested in just hearing more about what JD. Just yeah, I shared. think technically the title is "One in Christ okay. Jesus." So yeah, that. But you can get just Summit Church resources, position papers. You'll see one women in ministry, and it's right there. That's awesome. Well, we would also recommend that if you are not already, you check out the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. This podcast is practical. It's actionable. There's all sorts of real life stories from leadership and ministry. And they're part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family, which means they're they're pretty darn good. And they've covered a lot of awesome topics that we definitely would recommend. So just look up Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe today. And we're just so glad you joined us. Make sure you visit jdgreer.com. Get more resources from Pastor JD. We always have a helpful free download on the homepage. While you're on the website, you can sign up for our email list to get ministry updates, new resources, latest blog posts from Pastor JD delivered right to your inbox. It's a great way to stay connected with both Ask Me Anything and JD's ministry. So sign up when you go to jdgreer.com.